Welcome to another episode of The Playthrough. I'm Dr. J, and today we're going to be talking about The Godfather, Corleone's Empire, a game from Simon and Eric Lang. Uh, heads up for those of you who are listening on audio, there's two videos that are going to go along with this. So if you want to check those out, head on over to theplaythrough.net to see those videos or to check out any of the other videos that we've done so far. All right, so let's just really quickly go over how to play The Godfather, Corleone's Empire. So let's take a look at the setup first because it's very important to understand what everything is before we dive in. So first we've got the board here. It's got all the different areas of New York on it. Over here we've got the resources that we'll be using in the game. There's cash and then there's illegal goods. We've got booze and guns and blood money and narcotics. Uh, down here along the bottom of the board, you see the allies. Those are allies that you'll be bidding for throughout the game. Uh, more on those a little later, but they're very important. And over here, we've got jobs. Uh, everyone will have jobs in their starting hand, and you can get them as the game goes on. But these ones over here are public jobs that people can do at any time. All right, so let's talk about how a round of The Godfather is played out. So if you look at the top of the board here, you'll see this track that kind of tracks the phases of every round. So we'll go through them one at a time and just sort of show you how a round is played. First is the business phase. What that means is, before you do anything, you reach over here and you grab a business tile and you put it in whichever borough is the next lowest number on the board that, doesn't already, that has an open space. So here the Upper East Side is number three. So that will be the one where we put this new business. Uh, after that, that's all you do in the business phase. You move the car along the track and then we go to the next phase, and this is where all the real meat of the game happens. So the Godfather Corleone's Empire is, in essence, a worker placement game. Everybody's got their own little workers that they put down. They, if you'll notice, there's some with square bases and some with circle bases. The ones with the square bases represent your thugs, and the ones with the circle bases represent the heads of your family. And each player is taking charge of one of the five uh, mafia families of New York trying to gain the Godfather's confidence. Uh, and it's important to remember that you have two different types of people because if you look at the board, you'll see there's two different types of spaces where you can place them. There's square spaces, and then there's circle spaces. So your thugs can only go into the square spaces, which are in the fronts of the business. So when you place a thug, he shakes down the front of that business. So if I put him here in Chelsea at this business, the accounting office, You'll see this little symbol here with the suitcase. That means that I can suit, I can put one bill out of my hand into my suitcase. That's very important because the way that you win the game is by having the most money in your suitcase at the end of the game. Uh, everything else doesn't matter. What matters at the end of the game is how much money you have in your suitcase. And there's some ways to get money at the end of the game, uh, but we'll go over that a little later. So if I put my thug here, again, I can put... Uh, one, one bill, doesn't matter how much it is, one bill into my suitcase. Um, if I were instead to put my family member down, family members are very powerful. If I put him here on this space, then I get to take the actions in the backs of all the businesses in areas that are, he's touching. So if you see here, he's touching Wall Street, Midtown, and Chelsea. So I would first go to Wall Street and I could go here and get jobs. And when you get jobs, you take two off the top of the deck and then you put one in your hand and discard another. I can launder one bill here. I can launder a second one using the accounting office and I would be able to take a gun into my hand. 
so I would have more resources. But putting a figure on the board isn't the only action that you can take during this phase. There's actually two other actions that you can take instead. One of the actions that you can take is to play an ally card out of your hand. So if you've received an ally card on a previous round, you can play that and take the effect of the ally. Uh, and one of the and the other action that you can take, and probably one of the most important in the game, is that you can complete a job either out of your hand or one of the public jobs that are available over here on the side of the board. So for instance, if I have this job in my hand, muscle in, I can play that as an action on my turn. If you notice, it has two blood money on the side. That's the cost to play that job. So if I have two blood money in my hand, which I do, I can do that action. Now at the bottom here, you'll notice it tells you what to do when you complete a job. So muscle in, I can take one of my figures back from the city and play it again immediately. So I could take back this family member and place him on any other spot on the board and take his ability. It's also important to remember that you take the reward at the bottom. So here I would take two $2 bills and put those into my hand. And whenever you complete a job, you need to make sure you remember to put the job in your suitcase because at the end of the game, the person who has the most jobs of a certain color in their suitcase is gonna get extra money. Another way to complete jobs though, like I talked about before, is you can complete a, a community job. So over here, for instance, we've got the backroom deal, and this requires two alcohol to complete. If I had two alcohol in my hand, I could pay that, and then take the action again from this one, and then make sure I take my reward and put that in my suitcase as well. So again, the three actions that you can take during this phase are to put a figure out on the board, complete a job, or play an ally card. It's important to remember though that once you've placed your last figure on the board, you can't take any more actions for the rest of the round. So if you have a job that you want to complete, you need to make sure that you complete it before placing your final figure on the board. So once everybody has used up all their figures, we move on to the next phase of the game. And this is where these, this stack of tokens comes into play. So these are control markers, and you put these in the areas that you have control of. So it's an area control game as well as a worker placement game. And what you do is you just go through each of the boroughs in order and count up who has the most strength there. So if we look at Wall Street, we've got two green figures and one yellow figure here. So green is going to take control of Wall Street. Then we go over to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn, there's one green figure. So that one gets a green one. The Upper East Side, there's nobody, so nobody gets that one. We go to Queens, that's owned by the purple. We go to the Upper West Side, again, nobody owns that. Six, the mid is Midtown, I would get that one since I have two yellows and there's one blue. And then we go to Chelsea and you see that there's two figures, so nobody gets that one because it's tied. So once we've placed out all the control markers, then we go to the next phase, and this is where we bid for allies. Uh, and so what you do when you bid for allies is you have to take money in your suitcase and secretly pick an amount, and everyone's going to do this at the same time. And then once you've decided how much money you're going to bid for allies, everybody shows it simultaneously, and whoever bid the most gets first pick of the allies that are available along the bottom of the board. If there's a tie, then we go in turn order, and then once everybody has taken an ally who's bid for one, who's able to, there's always going to be one person who doesn't get an ally at least. But once everybody's paid and picked up their allies, then we go to the final part of this 
the final phase of the round, and that's the discard phase. So if you see here, it's got this little, this symbol has a, a hand of cards with an X on it. If we look over here at the different acts, they also have the same symbols here, but for act one it says five. That means at the end of act one, you have a five card hand limit. If you have more than five cards in your hand, you have to discard down to five. And it changes. Act one is five, act two is five, act three is six, and act four is only two. And that's the way that the that's the way Godfather works. You just go through the different rounds. There's four of them. Whenever you hit round two, you get new family members. Uh, more businesses will come out. And then at the end of Act Four, we add up all the money in people's suitcases. We look at the jobs, how many jobs are in each person's suitcase, and who has the most. And you look at the control on the board and determine who controls who has controlled these areas the most during the game. For each control marker that you, for each area that you control at the end of the game, you get five bonus victory points or money in your suitcase. Uh, for if you have the most of each of a certain job color, again, you get five in your suitcase, and then you add it up, and whoever has the most wins. Uh, and so that's Godfather Corleone's Empire. It's a very simple game, and we hope that you enjoy it. All right, guys, welcome to the discussion portion of the playthrough. Again, we have the KO King. How you doing, Russ? Good. Always, thanks for the rules, Dr. J. No problem. He always does good. And then we have, I, I have to say, you're probably the most dapper looking out of all of us. So Thank you. Thank you very much. Zach, the global guru. So if you guys haven't noticed. Angus Young. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't noticed, tonight we are actually talking about The Godfather, which was one of those games that I actually picked up because I was like, I like Simon games. I like Eric Lane games. Which game do we not, you know, have in between all of us? And it was The Godfather. So I picked it up, and I think after that first play, I just fell in love with it. This was a game that took this group forever to get to. <laughs> like, we, we went to a convention, and there was one sitting there for, like, 40 bucks. Yeah, Russ, why'd you pass that one up? days, like, three <laughs> days straight. And Russ is like, oh, I'm thinking about it. I'm not going to get it. And the game had been out for a long time before one of us finally picked it up. And, and I'd actually played it once before, and I kept being like, this is a good game. Which is this funny is a good because game. I actually knew this... So when this was getting released, I was like, oh, I'm getting this. It comes out like in two months. And then I ended up not getting it. And then I just postponed. And I was like, maybe like a better deal. Months or something. It yeah, was a long It finally time. went out on sale. I'm like, okay, I'll get it if no one else is getting it. And when we played it, we're like, how have we not played this already? Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. And, then, and then after we played it, I spent like the next week watching. <laughs> yeah, the Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would get messages from Russ and it's like, there's really that nothing that happens in this movie. But I love every minute of it. <laughs> I yeah. actually went back and watched it, and I was like, I hate the movies. I don't <laughs> like the movies. It's so thematic. It's very the first thematic, yeah. Godfather. It is. It's awesome. Yeah, and I like how you described it in the how to play that. If you break this all down, this is really a worker placement oh, in yeah, disguise. It's absolutely a worker placement game. But it's not your typical worker yeah. placement. No. Because it has a lot of other things to it, like kind of collections a little bit, kind of area control-ish. It's got a lot of cool different things that's not typical to a worker placement. You typical to a lot of Eric Lang games, if you are not in a good mood, <laughs> you should not play this game. Yeah. So you can get really salty yeah. oh my really goodness, fast. Because yeah. we'll, we'll do spoiler. If you play this game, people are gonna end up in the river. Oh <laughs> just, people just, get people get shot all the time and so last night was the first really time salty. I had played it and not just been like I just want to car bomb yeah. and kill everybody. First time I won, but 
For me, it was hard to get like salty or mad at someone because it was so fun and yeah. cool. Be like, oh man, like, you just killed us. Yeah, all. I, I, yeah. but but and it's not it's not game threatening. Like you're not gonna yeah. lose off of just one, just one word. thing. Because I remember the first time we played. I had like a car bomb or something, so I was like straight up just looking, where can I blow up the most? And it just happened to be the one where Jared had like three or four guys. Oh my gosh. And I just... Every I'm, single one of my figures was in the river <laughs> yeah. at the end of that round, and I was like, I have I control none of the board. It was impossible for me to get any control of the board because all my guys were yeah. dead. Yeah, but you didn't hate me for it, right? Because it's like, I had to, man. I'm no, sorry. I mean, <laughs> it's one of those games that you go into... You hated you the game because people. of all the draws that you were getting. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, there's there's some luck involved in the game. You were getting salty last night. Yeah. I was Me and Kevin were playing muscling in, and you just kept getting salty. Like I can't get that job. I'd I go, just keep getting shaked down. I go and draw the jobs, and I, I try <laughs> draw, th- draw jobs three times in one round, and I got like nothing but shakedowns. And I hate the shakedown cards. My least favorite job in the whole game. And I was discarding them like crazy and getting crummy jobs. And in the end, it was still a really close game. Yeah. yeah, it ended yeah. up it, actually it, being it, your move all, determined who, who all won. your yeah. placement of your last guy determined the, winner, the whole which game. Was crazy, yep. so. which didn't matter to me because either way I would have lost, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would have changed me and Kevin. I would have been in last. Kevin would have yeah. won. So yeah. I appreciate what you're saying. <laughs> oh. I, I, can I say, I clearly remember you doing that. It's like, I'm going to do you a solid, Russ, when you did that move. Yeah, no. <laughs> ended up totally did him a solid, and that's, <laughs> that changed the game. So what I liked about that is that that was the first game I felt like territory control was a major factor. Like I always, it's always kind of a factor, yeah. but the five-point bonus at the end of that was dictated who, who won cool. because yeah. we were so close with our money and everything else. Yeah, yeah and I feel like... I, like Prior to us playing last night, I didn't focus enough on territory control, and that actually kept me from even being close any other time we've played. Well, it was interesting, too, because in other games that we've played, the the allies that have come out, like the police chief is always there, and the mayor always seems They're to be so there. Good. And I like to buy the mayor, and he likes to buy the police chief, so he's off killing people, and I'm off you know, manipulating my people. But last night, they didn't show up at all. And so I had to use the small-time bookie, and he rewards you for controlling territory. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sink a, I'm gonna sink some time into controlling territories this time. And it actually worked out really well. Uh, I didn't end up winning, but it was a really, really close game, and it was really fun. They do a good job in this where it makes all of the different avenues of of points or basically getting your money pretty balanced. I, mm-hmm. I know you may not agree with it, no, but it, and some we, of these, like you, kind of have to do a little of everything to yeah. actually win. You can't just be like, I'm going gung ho on just you know, allies or something like that. You you really got to get a little bit of everything and they've done a good job of balancing yeah, yeah, and, it. And what we noticed the, with the player count, this game actually scales pretty well in, in terms of it because we only played three last three night. Players we were playing like five. Quick, yeah. Three players like a quick game. It feels like a really fast play. Five players is scales up really well, but it's not the quick, 60 minute game. But it's awesome yeah. that it has that fifth player because a lot of right. cap at four where it's cool, you can get that one extra player. Yeah, yeah. so it's... Man, it's an interesting play with a lot of things because you can't – one thing I love is that you have to bank your money. You kind of have to launder it, which is very thematic. You almost forget about that being like that's how you win. But Because you you get so caught up in other (laughs) parts. It's like, oh, wait, I actually need to get money You have to tell your opponents what you're putting, what you're laundering, right? So yesterday, which happens all the Mr. time, when I'm I decide to fives launder, in all mine. when I decide yeah. to launder a bunch of money, it always gets taken with that job that lets you steal money from your opponent's 
suitcase. Was, wasn't it extortion? I think. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But that's the balance. That's the balance of the game that I love. Every time if someone's putting that. tons of stuff. Like, you every them. time someone does that, I just. Get I've never seen bitter. Russ ever play that job before, and I play it almost every game at least once. And it was funny because last night when we were playing, Kevin did it to Russ pretty early on and russ russ is like i'm gonna launder a five and you have to tell him what you're laundering so he's like i'm laundering a five i got a big target on my back now so kevin does it and then a couple rounds later <laughs> i'm like i still think russ is in the lead so well, i did I, was like, <laughs> I, didn't, I tell jared i've never had so much in my yeah. <laughs> like what was i thinking then he's like next play right like a minute after saying he's like Extortion. Yeah, because I'm like, I remember I didn't like, even have any small bills. I can't believe I managed to win because I, at the end, I still only had one dollar in there. The rest were fives and twos. Yeah, and yeah, twos. and it was really interesting too because at the end of the game, you had a a wad of fives in yeah. there, and I didn't have a single five in mine. I had nothing but small bills, but it was a, still a close game. I almost had as much money in there as you did. Uh, which was really kind of interesting. There's there's different strategies that you can use playing the game. There's not just one strategy to win. So it's interesting. Uh, we had one play a long a while ago that I didn't launder early enough, and there's only so many laundering on the board to start with. But you start with money, so it's almost you almost need to do that in one of your first plays if you want to get an ally. Because I went through that game. The first round with I I couldn't launder anything, which eliminated allies and really hindered. So it doesn't look like it's an important thing right off the bat because you're like, ah, I just had the money we started with. But you have to get that. I've got time. I can. I I have a few rounds to start putting money in my suitcase. I don't have to do it right away. Right. But if you do it right away, those allies are huge because one, they give you an extra action, which means. Other people are going to get done before you get yeah, done. Yeah, you got to work on just bleeding out the round, I think. Yeah, because yeah. I remember I couldn't get any allies, and I knew it'd be like two extra turns for you guys each round that I was just like, well, yeah. I'm just waiting. And one of the things <laughs> I really like about this game is somebody doesn't get an ally. No matter how many people you play with, there's one person who doesn't get an ally. And so if you don't get one one round, you need to try really hard to do it later. And I've learned that, there have been times where I've gone into the fourth round with nothing in my suitcase because I bid it all for an ally and it ended up paying off in the end. Well, and you also have to sacrifice your hand because you have to discard down. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone goes, which I tend to do, I tend to like three or four allies in my hand by the end of the game, at least three, right? Because three rounds. It's because you're a hoarder. We all know you're a hoarder. (laughs) Well, it really allows that later play in the rounds where you get to keep doing stuff and then I, what i like to do is bleed it out and then car bomb it and because car bomb kills everything in an area other than uh what you're other than your guys and it's just man that's just so so fun throwing everybody's <laughs> people in the hudson river except for if you're playing with a salty person because when you do that and the person's <laughs> salty it's always like yeesh don't get mad this game is all about timing right yeah it totally whether, whether you're like going after someone or the way you're choosing stuff if you can time things right and get them triggered you just don't want to yeah. paint a, a big target <laughs> yeah. on yourself but, but it's like being patient but not too patient yeah. like you've got to like you yeah. got to do it right and i love the the balance too when you have to time between when you put out your family members and when you put out your thugs because that like the landscape changes drastically. It, that happened to do. me last night when we were playing because I was like, oh, I'm going to hang on to my family members for later in the round so I can do more later. And you guys took 
all the good family member spots. Like there was nothing but junk spots left for me. And I was like, well, I waited way too long <laughs> to put my family member out and ended up getting like two things out of it. So, yeah, there's a lot of timing. Like you got to put your put your family members out at the right time, put your thugs down at the right time. And, and make sure you have yeah. allies that work really well with your strategy. So yeah. if you time something, you're like, oh, I'm going to move that now. And you're like, last. Use this ally to move one. You pop in there. Can oh, totally so change yeah. the game. Car bombing someone. Car bombing. And then like taking over the territory. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's awesome Take when you get cannoli. those combos. It yeah. feels good. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's really strategic to, you know, hurt someone. I love the... The tiles, the tiles it, they, it allows the replayability a lot because I mean I think we didn't even get any drugs whatsoever. I uh, actually know that yeah. thematically yeah. about this game, which is kind of a subtle thing. Is the drugs are this wild card, you know? Because in the movie that that's what starts spoilers, a lot. Spoilers, man. Thing. Spoilers. Well, hopefully, if <laughs> I mean if it's a spoiler at this point, I mean it's from seventy two. Seventy two. If it's a spoiler at this point, then yeah. But I just love that thematic part to it um, because when the drugs come out of the game, it, it really alters everything, too, because people want to go there. The territory is a bigger deal um, because it gives you that that wild mm-hmm. card. Yeah. So, Jared, I have to ask you, how do you feel about the rule book? Since so the, rules the rule book is pretty all right as far as learning the game your first time. If you need to go back and look something up later, like an interaction that you have a question about, it's not very good for doing that. And that's just because one of my biggest pet peeves, there's no index. There's nothing to (laughs) guide you to what it is that you're looking for. And so if you have a question about, you know, like a like, for instance, if you control a turf and somebody goes and puts a put someone there, if they shake down the front of a business, then you get the bonus from that. So if I want to look up how that turf control thing works, there's nowhere to there's no index or anything to tell me go to this page and look it up. Instead, I kind of have to go through the whole rule book and kind of find it. And really, there's like two or three different spots in the rule book where they mention it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just not clear that way. And really, rule books, I think, should be reference guides more than or, or provide both. It. Right. Yeah. Or, or provide yeah. both. Provide provide a second rule book just for looking stuff up but other than that it's a really good rule book if you're learning it for your first time it's really easy to learn it out of the rule book i mean it's not a complicated game um it's really not a complicated yeah. game it's, con- I think it's that's why i like it the rules are simple the strategy is yeah. deeper yeah. yeah all right it's so, a good cro- uh starter game for yeah. people i think yeah it's something you can teach that's you know good. it's not Catan, but yeah. it's you know if, it's if you have like simple. a huge movie buff fan i would pick this would be the one yeah, like, yeah, I'd for be sure. like, yeah. I mean, it's, gotta try this. One of the things I really like about this game uh, that is unique for this work for a worker placement is that, but going into final scoring, you really have no idea how yeah. much how yeah. many points the other players have. You typically, have no other idea how much you have really? Work, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like typically other worker placement games. I mean, you can follow along. Yeah, like, where you kind of know who the lead is. Yeah, Lords of Waterdeep. Is. There's a track. Uh, Champions of Midgard. You can kind of tell because you've seen people go and fight monsters or whatever. This one, like. After somebody says I'm laundering a three for like the seventh time, you just for, you lose you count. Forget yeah. how much they have in their suitcase, and you just kind of have to go off of like, all right. And if someone's being quiet and they're you, they have to tell, but if they're like, all right, I'm laundering some money, but somebody's louder, is like I'm laundering two fives, well, or to my advantage when you guys don't pay attention, yeah, because I'd be exactly. like, hey, I'm putting money, and I'm like, I don't know if they honestly heard it. <laughs> going into the final round, I always think 
I have no idea who's in the league. It's yeah. one of those where you, yeah, you you want to look like you're not winning the whole game. Yeah, like well, well, you could kind of fake it, be like, ah, I'm just doing so bad, and then totally blow everyone away. Well, which yeah. is if you play it right, which is really interesting because we had that game that we played. Uh, Jared, oh, where goodness. it felt like you, I should have been. Yeah, you were. Whole, yeah, you were I felt like lead. I was ahead by like thirty points, yeah. like thirty money ahead of anyone else, and I lost. And Skyler <laughs> ended up beating you by like two or three points. I'm like, yeah. how did that happen? Because yeah. it felt like you controlled. You, yeah, the there was no way anybody could catch up, and we were playing for second. Yeah, for that was real. Yeah. That you, was you, you put a target on yourself a lot, though. Where yeah, you, just you, make you it, tend to do that. Make it feel like you're really well or target with your on. In this game, in round one, if you put a target on your back, you, like Ben did when we played, oh my it's, <laughs> like, it's rough. It, it, it can turn south. That, you can't put a target on your back in round one in this game. That game, I go. put a target Which on my back. Which just makes it even better I was for the in theme. complete control of, like, it, was, it felt like it was three on one, and yeah. I was like, I don't even care. I can do it. You know, <laughs> like, that's how confident I was feeling that game. And, yeah, I ended up losing by, like, two points or something yeah. like and that. And then that other game that where Ben put his a target on his back in the round one. He was killing it in round one and then just car bomb and other stuff. Round two, it just went South and he ended up in last place. Russ had like, no was, money in his suitcase going into the final yes. round. And Ben was like, at least I can get third place. <laughs> and Russ edged him out for third place and he lost. And he was so salty. We should not have gone into Bloodborne right <laughs> <Yeah>. after that, <laughs> which we did, but we should not have gone into Bloodborne right after night. that. Yeah. So, so, I, I, so one of the other things I got to ask you guys is the component quality. So the one thing I we wanted to make sure we mentioned is the insert in this is actually pretty solid. Yeah. Where it has pieces yeah. for everything. And I just having these suitcase boxes Anytime it's I, overkill, but it's yeah, awesome. I just see them I'm like, oh, this is so cool. You could have just like had a card cover, like yeah. you know, I know pouch. Russ doesn't like the 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 bases for the minis too much because he's a miniature snob. Okay. We all know Russ is a miniature. And snob. honestly, like this was a kit. This was a Simon game that didn't go the Kickstarter route, and so you get really good quality for a game that didn't go the Kickstarter route. I think it's almost underrated because it didn't get the publicity of Kickstarter. You don't yeah. hear a ton about it, and so. I think it's one of their more underrated games, even though it was made by Eric Lang, who does it's a growing, lot of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. is. And if you play it, everyone that plays it, I've talked to, they're like, yep, it's a keeper. It's fun. And I mean, the quality of these are really good. They're, they're not hefty like some mm-hmm. of their other stuff, but you the look at them. Are yeah, the awesome. details yeah. The details, like their their gear and their garb of what they're wearing, the guns, they're, they look really good. Yeah, I like the not, fat guy with the sawn off shotgun. The, the, the beautiful horse head. Oh, yeah. Yes. We didn't mention that, but that's the first player token, <laughs> the horse it. head on the sheets, which is kind of gross, but cool. Well, and the price point. I mean, you can find this fairly cheap. Yeah. I think I paid like 40 Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I, I got I mine. I think for the price, it's a great yeah. deal with what you get. I mean, good cardboard stuff, good quality cards, the minis, tokens. You get a little bit of everything, even some nice It's tins. like yeah, Champions yeah. and Midgard meet Blood Rage, almost. It's kind of that you blow everybody up. You territory control. You play cards, and even if jobs. you've never seen the movie, like me, it's it's really easy to get into the theme, and it was really fun. Yeah. The art's yeah. awesome. They're like oil paintings. It yeah, just of, really of, of all of it. Yeah, Russ keeps saying that he needs a cat around, but I got to tell you, Russ, I'm allergic to cats. Oh, I'm so allergic to cats. That's, I not, just, that's not the <laughs> greatest idea for us I'll to just keep use a cat my around. Bunny. Yeah. All right. So let, to to wrap it up, you know, let's you guys' overall impressions of the game. So Zach, you want to go first? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite games I've played this year. I was super impressed. I, I didn't know a lot coming into it, but as soon as we played it, I'm like, yeah, we need to play this more. Get it to the table more often. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, this is probably my favorite worker placement game right now. And that the reason for that, I think, is that this game doesn't have a Euro feel. And lots of worker placement games tend to have a very Euro feel. Which you, you do know. not like whatsoever. And I, I, lo- I love to give you crap about it. I like, I <laughs> it's like, a different theme than most worker placements. Yeah, it like really not is. fantasy, which yeah, is it's not most just putting of work. It's not just putting workers out and doing stuff. It's blowing people up. There's a lot of, lot of player interaction, a lot of chance involved in the game with the drawing the jobs and and getting the the buildings and stuff and so there's a lot that's not in your control and i really like that so this is probably like i said my favorite worker placement game at the time because of that right now i mean it's eric lang so it's good (laughs) but i love it because it's just it's it's light but heavy if that makes sense it's easy to teach um it's one of the games that i go into knowing like all my guys are going to die. Like I just want to put stuff in the river. And so it's pretty quick that way. Uh, it's easy to set up. It's a, so it's a, it gets a lot of play and, you know, I have special lights and stuff just for when we play this to <laughs> yeah, set the tone. Like, so right. that kind of yep. says how I like it. Um, yeah, I, I love this game. I highly recommend it. Even if you're just a casual gamer or you're a hardcore gamer, I feel like there's something in this that you'll like, um, even if you just like the theme. Um, highly recommend you play with the movie soundtracks going on in the oh, background or using the first, Remember the so first great. time we played, we had the, the mellow dice or the soundtrack yeah. going. And right as it was like the crescendo, right yeah, as yeah, Zach yeah. was putting yeah. the last guy on, it was <laughs> it like perfect. perfect. Yeah. You so couldn't it time perfect. it better. So yeah, we highly recommend that. Um, so this is the Godfather, and then we just want to give a shout out to Micah, Russ's son, for running the camera tonight. You've done a great favor to the family. Um, so we appreciate that. So make sure you guys check it out. We want to hear from you guys. If you guys have played this or you have any questions about it, leave them in the comments below, and make sure you like and subscribe to the playthrough. Check out theplaythrough.com for our other videos and stuff and even we could we could just make a playthrough of all the how-tos so all you see is jared and not the rest of us if you're a jared <laughs> fan all right guys um thank you so much and we'll see you next time on the playthrough